Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the Juice Box Podcast. I'm Scott Benner. Today's episode is going to be called Diabetes Chit Chat Part 2, and we are going to talk about a number of different things. Here's a little overview. First of all, Basil's going to snore in the background. We're going to talk about the new Omnipod PDM that uh, popped its head up at ADA last week. Uh, Medtronic is running a closed-loop trial for children. I'm going to tell you how you can get involved if you want to. We're going to talk a little bit about Dexcom's Apple Watch app. Not a full review, just a little talk about it. Going to go over a couple of great things that have happened on the podcast and on the blog recently. And I spoke at um, a JDRF event last week, and I want to tell you a little bit about that. So if any of that sounds good, you should listen to the music and then come right back. And we'll get started. Just a quick reminder that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be concerned, concerned, considered. Oh, here we go. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box. Hey, <laughs> nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. I am just a parent of a child with type 1 diabetes who's sharing his experiences, hoping that yours get a little better. A full rundown of my disclaimer can be found at the bottom of Ardensday.com or JuiceBoxPodcast.com. You can go read them if you want, but they're pretty boring and basically just say not to listen to me. Okay. Music's almost over. What do you want to do? You want to keep listening or should I get talking? I don't know. I like the end. You know what? Now's a great time to tell you. Music for the Juicebox podcast was written and performed by Sydney Muller. Thank you, Sydney. I love the music. Let's get into the show. Okay. Do we start at the top? We start at the bottom. Where do we start? Where do we start? Here's where we start. Last week, I got on a train and traveled to Connecticut to give the keynote speech at a JDRF annual meeting. Um, new at the New Haven chapter, and it was interesting when I was first approached to to come. You know, it was you know there's going to be a, a it's a big meeting, lots of people. You're going to be talking to a lot of families with type one diabetes. That's kind of um, what they expected. But as their RSVPs came back, the meeting turned a little more into um, a larger group of advocates, less families, more advocates, and so I kind of had to change what I was going up there to talk about. And I decided that what I wanted to do was was go to this meeting and thank the advocates for their advocacy, but to show them that what they were doing maybe wasn't so localized. And, you know, I think a lot of times when you go to your local JDRF meeting, you have a feeling like the efforts you're putting in are helping people in your community and, and people around you. But in honesty, it's it's much more far-reaching than that. So I just, I, I hope you can't hear Basil. He's just snoring away back there. All right, I, I don't know if you heard that or not. He, he's very consistent with his snoring. Um, anyway, so what I explained during my talk was that there are many things that I use in my day-to-day life with Arden's diabetes that are making her a happier, healthier person. At some of those things came from people just like those people in the room. And here's the example I used. 
you know, we text with diabetes back and forth with Arden while she's at school or, or when she's away with friends or whatever. Um, there's an episode back in Juicebox podcast called Texting Diabetes that where I, I talk at a great detail about how we handle that. So texting back and forth has brought Arden's A1C down. Um, how did that come about? And it's a really weird, strange way. If you follow the path backwards, what you'll see is that it took a bill being signed by my governor in New Jersey that said that kids with type one could test anywhere in their school. And when that bill was signed, I was able to make the point to my daughter's school that, well, if you're going to let her test in her class, then she doesn't need to go to the nurse, but she's still too young to just make all those decisions on her own. So she's going to need to speak back and forth with me. I think texting would be the way to go. And as kind of convoluted as roundabout as that sounds, one of the main reasons Arden's able to use her cell phone in class is because she's able to test in class. That law came about because people like you and other advocates who have gone and spoken to their governors and congressmen and senators and shared their lives with type 1 diabetes, that's helped inform those politicians. And then they make good decisions like signing bills into law that let kids with diabetes test their blood sugar in their class if they want to. So, you know, that was the message I kind of passed to them, which was, you know, when you when you give of your time and you give of yourself and you share and you're transparent, Arden's blood sugar is a little high and she's at school, um, which is the beeping you hear in the background. When you do that, when you give your time and your effort and you let people look at your life, it spreads awareness. And this little thing maybe you did, you know, one afternoon taking a, half, a couple hours off of work and going and visiting with your senator, that gets back in a way to me that, that helps me personally. And then what I explained to them was that this podcast that you're listening to and my blog are read and listened to worldwide. So their efforts helped me. And then I shared in a completely different way. My advocacy is different than theirs. I shared in a completely different way. And these things reached out farther and farther. I told them about a person in Canada who took Arden's 504 plan into their school and said, why don't we have 504 plans like this? You know, I told them about a person in England who texts back and forth um, the way Arden and I do during the day and how that person believes that that's helping their child's A1C as well. And many, many other stories. And I thank them for their advocacy. Mainly, um, it was just a great opportunity to sit in front of a large group of people and, uh, and, and just reflect back how I felt about the JDRF and the good work that they do. And it was a, it was a really excellent time. I want to thank uh, the New Haven, uh, Connecticut chapter for inviting me and for having me. I had a fantastic time speaking to them and, and all of their advocates. And uh, there are a few pictures from the event on Ardensday.com and JuiceBoxPodcast.com if you want to see them. Really, really fantastic event, and uh, I was really grateful to go. Okay, so now we're going to click around a little bit. We're going to hear the internet clicking behind you, which it's not really the internet. It's a mouse. Uh, this is news that I found through uh, Diatribe, diatribe.org. Um, Medtronic is holding a trial of its hybrid closed-loop system. Now, this trial is for children with type 1 diabetes, and here's a little overview of what you need. It's a three-month trial. Um, 
locations in Israel, as well as seven U.S. states, California, Connecticut, Colorado, Georgia, Minnesota, Virginia, and Washington. Well, that was a, a, a test of my knowledge of states' um, abbreviations, and I think I passed well. Um, to qualify, and I'm reading a little bit, you must be between 14 and 75 years old, have, have had type 1 diabetes for at least two years, your A1C must be less than 10, have been on a pump for at least six months, and you must have a companion who sleeps in the same dwelling as the participant like a partner or a parent. Um, exclusion criteria include a history of two or more severe hypoglycemic episodes in the six months prior to the screening, or an episode of DKA in the year prior to screening, severe cardiovascular events, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot here. If you want to get more information about how you could perhaps um, enroll in the trial, you would contact Thomas Traub by phone or email, um, and I will put a link to this information in the show notes uh, of this podcast. So uh, if you're looking to get in on a closed loop trial, this is a good opportunity for you. All right, that's pretty cool. So Insulate brought a new Omnipod replica. I don't know if it was a work, it looks like from the photo, it looks like it was a work a working model of what their new PDM, their personal diabetes manager, is going to look like in the future. And Healthline.com, which is Diabetes Mine, snapped a photo of it while they were at ADA and they have a little rundown about it here. So this is not a review, but if you're an Omnipod user, definitely interesting. I'm looking at the photo. It looks more iPhone-sized now um, in in form, length, and width, and 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 in in thickness. The uh, screen is color, and let's see. Healthline says color touch screen with easy swipe navigation, a home screen that is action oriented. That's in quotes, uh, with just three main command bars: insulin on board, displayed on the lock screen, uh, carb database from Calorie King, tons of info on common packaged and restaurant foods. Allows now for a zero percent temp basil. There's Arden's blood sugar still over one sixty. Uh, 0% temp basil, which I know would be very helpful for us. Uh, illustration of a body on the PDM with markings to help you track your infusion sites for good rotation. Oh, that's cool. Um, I guess you tell it where you're putting it, and then it helps you keep track of where you've been putting the pod. Bluetooth enabled allows data sharing with the Dexcom and software app partners. Looks like it's going to have a lithium battery now, so it's going to be rechargeable. No more double A's or triple A batteries. I forget what's in the back of them. Um, mini USA, mini USB cable for recharging. They say you'll need to charge every four to five days. It still, even though I saw a lot of speculation online that it didn't, it still has the meter built in and will work with freestyle light test trips. Um, Insulate told Diabetes Mine that they are planning to submit this new PDM for FDA, re yeah, FDA review by the end of December 2015. That's pretty cool. All right, well, I look forward to that. Um, not, I'm promising you an Apple Watch um, review and you will get one, but I'm still going through the paces of using the Dexcom app with Apple Watch. Um, I can tell you that so far, 
I'm overwhelmingly thrilled with it. Uh, it is very cool not to have to, and this sounds very lazy and first world probably, but um, it's very cool not to have to reach in your pocket and pull out the phone to see what Arden's blood sugar is. My issue right now is that sometimes I feel like the watch app lags a little bit. I'm not the only person to say that. I've gotten um, a message from somebody through Instagram who asked me if I was having the same problem. I don't know if this is an app issue or if it's connectivity with the phone or if it's a phone issue or the internet. I have absolutely no idea what happens, but every once in a while, um, you can launch the app two different ways, right? So on the, on the Apple Watch, I can go to the main screen and launch the actual app. And it takes a second to connect to the phone. Every once in a while, it takes a second too long and the watch will time out before you say it. Uh, sometimes... Although infrequently, and this is mostly in glances, there's a glances version of the app. Where, um, excuse me, on the on the watch, there's kind of a glances version. You can sort of preload a few of your apps and glances swipe up from the bottom. And there are times when I do that and the app comes up and the number's blank or it takes a, a, a little too long for it to populate or it sometimes populates with the old number and then you kind of have to touch the screen to get it to load the new number. So I would call it not perfect yet, but not not bad. It's not worth, you wouldn't want to skip it if it's something you're interested in, but I do believe that there'll be an update to it that will probably be pretty valuable. Um, all in all, it is very cool to have something tap you on the arm when, uh, when you need to look down at your blood sugar um, or, or someone else's blood sugar. The app's pretty great. Apple Watch, I have to admit, I'm liking a lot. And, uh, and like, like I said, I'm going to do a full review of it really soon. Okay, so talked about Omnipod, new PDM, talked about the closed-loop trial, went over my JDRF event, Apple Watch. Let's jump to the, to the blog for a minute. So over on my blog at ardensday.com, a lot of really great posts have gone up recently, and I want to share a few of them with you. So kind of going backwards a little bit in time, you know, back in May, it was Diabetes Blog Week, and I opened up my blog to people who don't have blogs and said, you know, if you want to participate in Diabetes Blog Week but don't have a blog, feel free to write and I'll post it for you. And a couple of people took that that offer and really ran with it and and put together some wonderful blog posts that um that got a lot of attention and and really added a lot to the community. So I want you to um you know if you have the time and you love and you like reading a blog post, definitely roll over to ardenstay.com, click on the blog. You're looking for um, let's see, I'm kind of scrolling through here because I don't want to miss any of them. There was a guest post from from Teddy's mom. And uh, you might remember Teddy's mom from uh, a previous episode of the Juice Box podcast. She, she put in a, a great post um, about wanting to keep her son's blood sugar in range so that he could be himself. That is what the um, Dexcom follow app sounds like when it beeps. Um, let's see what else. I received the post from Nikki Gill. Um, she's the mother of Ainsley. Ainsley's 13 years old. And she she put together a great post that called I Can for Diabetes Blog Week. Also, Kelly Griffin is an adult who lives with type 1 diabetes who just contacted me and was like, you know, I'm kind of coming out of the closet. I don't usually tell people that I have type 1. And she just 
oh my gosh, she just put in two blog posts that are absolutely fantastic. So definitely take a look at them if you can. I, I think they're they're very valuable. It's a different voice than mine and, and well worth your time reading. Also, episode 19 of the Juice Box podcast was a conversation about Will Halver. Um, if you've listened to it by now, it's the it's now the most popular episode of the podcast so far. Um, Will is the young man who who um, started the egg crack challenge for the JDRF by crushing an egg on his head and saying it was for type one diabetes research. Um, it was a very tongue in cheek video that I think he was joking around with. But then a few months later, very tragically, Will passed away. I interviewed Will, Will's mom, Lyndall and his very good friend Paige and we talked about Will's life and the egg crack challenge and and what it's meant um, in the in the community in the process of um, recording that episode I asked Will's mom if she wouldn't um, maybe write a, a blog post a guest post for Arden's Day about Will and she did it's totally uh, totally worth your time to read and the episode is 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 really heartwarming and and um, you know Will's mom gives some advice in the episode that I think is probably difficult for the parents of children with type one to hear, but it's very valuable and uh, and very uplifting. I think. I also wrote in June about the sleepover. It's a blog post from June fourth. My daughter uh, went. Arden went to a to a to a sleep to a sleep sleepover at a friend's house. It was somebody's home that she never never slept at before. Uh, this person was still kind of learning about type one diabetes. The sleepover went fine. It went great. Arden's blood sugar was not optimal. I would call it overnight. Um, and it, it, this blog post is a little bit how the mother at the sleepover reacted, and and she was just far and away. Um, more wonderful than I could have imagined somebody being. And it turned into a huge kind of advocacy moment where, where this person now completely understands diabetes in a way that I don't think they ever would had, had Arden not stayed at their house. Um, so it was, it was a, an eye-opening experience for her and for me. And the blog post um, was pretty popular in June. So if you want to check it out, I think you definitely should. Now, talking about things that you should check out. The Juicebox podcast is 20 episodes old. That's pretty great. I've actually gotten one up every week since I've started, which is no small feat. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, but as that happens, the older episodes are kind of falling off the back and they're, I don't want to say they're getting missed, but you know, we love something new. I just want to really... <clears throat> I want to. I want to encourage you to go back if you're enjoying this at all. Don't don't miss something just because it's not from this month. Um. And and here's a good example. So I get done speaking at the JDRF event last week, and there's a. It's a big room. I think they're between eighty and hundred people in the room. It's a beautiful room too. And we got finished, and I I sort of walked to the back of the room. I got some water. And I looked up and people were coming at me. People wanted to shake my hand. Some people wanted to just say thank you. Um, some wanted to share their own experiences. And and something really, well, a number of wonderful things happened. But, but this one person really just made my day. 
So, you know, it, it's a little strange to have people coming at you from all sides and, and everyone's trying to make eye contact and they're trying to be polite. They want to wait their turn, but they have something they want to say. And I'm a little overwhelmed trying to like make sure I don't miss anybody. So two crazy things happen that I'm going to share with you. So the first thing is this, this one woman, this lovely woman, she keeps making eye contact with me and I kind of keep gesturing to her like you're next, you know, as soon as I finish with this person, you're next. And then somehow the, the crowd would shift and I'd miss her. So finally I stopped, um, a person who came up to me and they started speaking. I said, you know, I just have to ask you to hold on one second. And I looked at this woman and I said, Hey, I'm sorry. I've kind of looked you off with my eyes like three times. I didn't mean to you know, how are you? It's nice to meet you. I introduced myself. She introduced herself back and reaches into a bag that she's carrying and pulls out a copy of my book. And I have to tell you, I mean, really bowled me over. I, I, I didn't, I just didn't imagine that would happen that somebody would come to this event just to say to me, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, could you please sign your book for me? And I, you know, really gosh it was it was overwhelmingly i don't know what to say I, I was i was i was touched and 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 i was happy to sign her book and talk about it for a couple of minutes and that was it she didn't really want anything else she just traveled to this event to get me to sign her book and i just don't think of myself that way even though i recognize that people do enjoy the book um it just took me by surprise and it was really lovely. And if you're listening, thank you so much. You made my day. Um, and then I turned to the next person and this mother, you know, this, this lovely girl, I remember having blonde hair. She said to me, you know, you helped me so much. And I thought for sure she meant, I thought for sure she meant the talk that night and I started to thank her for coming and, and I told her how happy I was that something I said maybe could help her and then she corrected me and said no I mean this was great tonight but your podcast is helping me so much I just found it recently and I went back to the beginning and I've listened straight through and when she said that I was like oh my gosh are you being bold with insulin and she got kind of this this funny smile on her face and she's like I'm trying I'm trying and and it just made me think back to that episode and and if it's one you haven't listened to and you're managing a, a child with type 1 diabetes or you yourself have diabetes I, I just I wish you would go listen to that one I, I mean that one of of all of them I think there's some just some great um, examples of how Arden's A1C has really benefited from from the attitude that I talk about in that episode. So there's plenty of others, you know, but number 11, Bold with Insulin, really worthwhile. Um, you know, I love the conversation with the different moms of kids with type 1, and then we, we talked with Karen uh, Graffio from Diabetes Blog Week, and that was really interesting because she's a person with diabetes who's had it for a very long time, was interesting, sort of like jumping in a time machine and going ahead and talking to your child um, after they're an adult. Actually, met Karen at the um, the JDRF event in New Haven, and Karen and I had met before, but it was really great to see her again. Anyway, go back, take a look. Episode 17 was with a dad of uh, kids who have diabetes, and and talked about traveling with diabetes in episode 18. Just hope you get a chance to go back and listen. 
If you're enjoying them, leaving a review in iTunes is exceptionally wonderful. Um, I would really appreciate it. So this is the end of the year, um, the school year for Arden. She's got a couple more days left. It's mid-June. Last week, two weeks ago, really, let me, would you mind hanging on one second while I see if her blood sugar is moving from the bolus I gave her recently? It is definitely not. Um, I'm going to pause. I'll be right back. You know, I'm just going to take this opportunity very quickly to ask you to check out my book on Amazon.com. Um, you can also get it in local bookstores or anywhere, really, that books are sold. But there's a lot of reader feedback on Amazon. And if you want to get a feel for the book, I think the reader feedback's a great way to do that. The book's called Life is Short, Laundry is Eternal, Confessions of a Stay-at-Home Dad. You can go to Amazon, Amazon Canada, China, a lot of different Amazons. Um, and see the reviews. Life is short. Laundry is eternal. Confessions of a stay-at-home dad. It is a parenting memoir with uh, with a flavor of diabetes in it, but it's mostly a parenting book. Um, I'm very proud of it, and uh, it's got some excellent reader feedback. So check it out. Okay, back to the podcast. Okay, I'm back. Turns out Arden was in the hallway cleaning out her locker for the end of the year, which ironically leads me right into what I wanted to say. This is the end of the school year for us. And a couple of weeks ago, I went and had our 504 meeting to get Arden's 504 plan kind of bumped around and edited for next year. There wasn't really many additions. Um, we did talk about some things like um, testing again, and I don't like the way testing happens. We're trying to get that streamlined a little bit. I was able to have Arden's cell phone cons um, considered a medical device, which is excellent because of the Dexcom share now going to the cloud. I, I was able to do that, which is, you know, a, a small thing, but should definitely help us in the future if we ever have any trouble with cell phone issues. Um, but, but what's really coming is adjustment time. I love to use the summertime to make adjustments because you know Arden's not at school now I'm gonna uh, get a little more heavy-handed with one of her basal rates which I think we could probably add some insulin to at certain times of the morning um, and work on transitioning some things from Arden's care more towards her you know I am a big proponent of just things kind of translating from me to her slowly over time. I think it always works out well if we don't push. You know, I, I'm never like, hey, you know, it's your turn. You have to start taking care of this now. I can just slowly see her taking more responsibility as her understanding grows and my comfort level with her doing it increases. And, and it's a very, very natural way of transitioning. But during the summer, I do try to use the summer to push you know, push ahead a little bit more because we're around each other more often and it's a little easier to have conversations. So this summer, my goal is for Arden to have more confidence in her thoughts about what she's doing with, with bolusing and carb counting and things like that. So mainly, you know, during the school year, I kind of talk or text out loud to her about what I'm thinking. I, I let my thoughts be out in the open so she can hear them and she picks up on them you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But this year, uh, this summer, excuse me, I was confused momentarily by the loud snoring of the dog. 
Are you comfortable? He just, he keeps going. Anyway, um, I'm going to start asking her more questions before I give my opinion. And that that's going to be, you know, it's a small thing, but, but I'm going to focus on that this, this summer. Instead of me saying, you know, well, this looks like 60 carbs, I'm going to say, how many carbs does it look like to you? Or instead of saying, you know, your blood sugar has been up and down today, so maybe we need to be more careful um, or a little more um, heavy-handed with insulin right now, whatever the, the case may be, I'm going to now ask her, you know, what do you think first? And, um, and let her see what she comes up with. But I'm going to it's not going to be cold. I'll preface the whole thing by having a conversation with her, letting her know that it doesn't matter if she's right or wrong. You know, I'm just interested in seeing what, what comes to her mind. And, um, and then hopefully I'll be able to lean on that a little more because next year in sixth grade, Arden goes from a one or two class system where she's mainly in the same room for most of the day to, um, you know, a more middle school system where she's going to go, um, class to class for subject to subject. Anyway, um, you know, I, so that's really, you know, besides I'm a big proponent of, you know, my kids are, are, are sports players. So they're, they're very active all year long and during the summer, but I'm a proponent of relaxing during the summer and letting the kids recharge and, and rest up. Um, you know, so, you know, so when we're hanging out and, doing what we're doing this summer we're gonna uh we're gonna talk a little more about diabetes between the two of us you know what i'm pretty happy with this episode every once in a while it should be a little more uh casual like this i am working on two interviews for you coming up um that i think you're going to enjoy one's going to be with a gentleman who just rode two i'm working on three interviews coming up that i'm that you're going to enjoy a gentleman that just rode in um uh, a JDRF bicycle event, which I'm so interested in hearing about how he prepped for that and how he made out. Um, I'm going to talk to a woman named Carla, who is a big part of a diabetes charity that's in the Dominican Republic. I visited them last year for their annual walk uh, and spoke at their event. And this year I'm not there, um, but Carla is going to, uh, um, come on the podcast and we're going to talk about uh about diabetes parenting you know in different countries um very specifically to the dominican um talk about their healthcare system and the charity i've been there before it's an eye-opening conversation that i don't think you'll want to miss and this is just I'm, 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 uh, it's a little tough to schedule because she's so busy um but I do think I'm going to get it worked out for next week, um, and then I'll see. I will get it on as soon as I can. But I'm going to speak with Elna Narula, and I believe I'm saying Elna's name correctly. Elna's daughter is the young woman with type one diabetes who was climbing Everest during the. Um, I guess is I guess it's. It's not a landslide. What do, what do you call it when that happens? Um, she was climbing Everest when the tragedy at Everest happened just recently, uh, climbing with type 1 diabetes. And uh, she very luckily and happily made it out alive. Uh, but we are going to talk to Elna, who had a large part 
uh, a large hand in helping her daughter to prepare for such an endeavor. Uh, we're going to talk to her about how she prepared, how she felt while her daughter was on the mountain, you know, what happened when the tragedy occurred and how she got home. I just think that's going to end up being a great episode. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Obviously, not going to be a lot of editing on this one. This is just me talking. You're probably hearing me fump for around a little more than you're accustomed to, but you know, that's the world. So, uh, 20 episodes in, started back in, let me see, I don't even know anymore. Wow, January. End of January, I put the, blo- the, the podcast up in iTunes. The first episode was an interview with Adam Lasher right after he was on American Idol. That happened February 3rd. Here we are, June 16th. We've got 20 episodes. Um, there's an, uh, an article coming out on the DX next week about diabetes podcasts that I was interviewed for. And I am uh, I'm having a really good time doing this. I can see the stats, and I can see that you are having... Uh, that you're listening right along and uh, that makes me extremely happy i really appreciate it i'm sorry there's been so much dexcom share beeping in the background this uh, episode and so much snoring from the little dog who snores too much and sleeps all day very comfortably um but i'm gonna get going that was it for episode 20 of the juice box podcast you can find me on twitter instagram facebook pretty much everywhere at arden's day uh, you can also follow the Juicebox Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter at Juicebox Podcast. And uh, give me a follow. That'd be cool. Say hello. That'd be better. Mostly, if you would like to be a guest on the Juicebox Podcast, I would love to have you. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com, scroll to the bottom, click on contact, and tell me you'd like to talk. You don't have to have any particular expertise or have been involved with diabetes for a certain amount of time. I just think it's very interesting to listen to people who live each day with type 1 diabetes tell their story. And if you would like to tell yours, I would love to hear it. I think so would everyone else. So um, reach out, say hello. Uh, This has been the Juice Box Podcast, episode 20, Diabetes Chit Chat number two.